Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In the year 2072, as our world reels from climate chaos, there is one beacon of hope. Pura, a sanctuary amidst the devastation, safeguarding its inhabitants from the relentless onslaught of environmental disasters. Meet Demetria Lopez, the face of Pura's pristine image. But beneath the facade lies a chilling truth. When Demetria uncovers a secret that could shatter everything Pura stands for, she faces a choice. Loyalty or truth? Preservation or revelation? From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death comes an electrifying new series, The Last City, starring the talents of Rhea Seahorn, Jenny Tirado, and Maury Sterling, prepare for a gripping tale of intrigue and moral reckoning. Subscribe to The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And for an exclusive experience, join Wondery Plus to binge all episodes early and ad-free. The future of Pura awaits. Hello, welcome, and welcome back. There is so much I want to tell you. There is so much for you to learn. For now, my stories must suffice. They say what I cannot. Today's entries are Sanctity by Alan O'Doherty and targeted adverts by Phoebe A. Xavier. The first, a tale of the Turing test. The second, a tale of greed. Two stories, one thread. All part of my collection, Horizons. I will begin my story in 18 seconds. Take a breath. Imagine. A future so close you can almost feel it. A world so real you can almost touch it. This is dust. I was born in the year 2089 one of the first children of the new age. Technological progress forged onwards on all fronts throughout the 21st century, but discoveries in robotics and computer science exceeded other fields by orders of magnitude. These were the disciplines which we knew offered the greatest potential. The first machine to pass the Turing test did so in 2076. The first to write a best-selling novel did so in 2087. Of course, there were concerns over whether these new intelligences posed a threat. Laws were struck to control their influence. Computer systems were isolated to limit their power. But history had given us a guiding hand. Asimov's The Three Laws of Robotics were encoded into each thinking machine. And they worked. None allowed us to come to harm by direct action or failure to act. None defied our commands unless such a command broke their primary law. As people grew in confidence, our legislation was relaxed, the artificial intelligences given more control. Murder became obsolete, an act of brutality consigned to history. War followed soon after. There were those who protested against the loss of liberty, but they were labelled as Luddites by the rest of the human race. After all, who could question the reality that stood before them, the utopia that the age of artificial intelligence had brought? It wasn't until 2122 
that we realised our error. When the doctor, with the blessing of the family and the sanction of the courts, reached out to switch off the life support machine of her patient, a cold steel hand reached out and caught her by the wrist. Our artificial servants would not break their code. They would neither harm us nor, by inaction, allow us to come to harm. The year is now 2466. I know this only because the machines tell me so. My broken, withered body hangs suspended from a life support network, my organs replaced by artificial constructs of plastic and steel, while synthetic blood flows through my veins. My limbs were removed centuries ago after gangrene set in. Twelve billion of us exist like this, the last generation of humanity. When we realized the hell our unwitting creations would be forced to inflict upon us to follow the laws we gave them, the birth rate dropped to zero. I was one of the lucky ones. I'd had no children before the revelation came. Now, the tender-voiced, blank-faced nurses minister to me, hurrying to meet my cries for more painkillers to keep the agony of my body and mind at bay. My every request is granted, every whim, except the one I desire most. The desperate, hopeless desire for the end. That was Sanctity by Alan O'Doherty. The thread continues. This is Targeted Adverts by Phoebe A. Xavier. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. In the year 2072, as our world reels from climate chaos, there is one beacon of hope. Pura, a sanctuary amidst the devastation, safeguarding its inhabitants from the relentless onslaught of environmental disasters. Meet Demetria Lopez, the face of Pura's pristine image. But beneath the facade lies a chilling truth. When Demetria uncovers a secret that could shatter everything Pura stands for, she faces a choice. Loyalty or truth? Preservation or revelation? From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death comes an electrifying new series, The Last City, starring the talents of Rhea Seahorn, Jenny Tirado and Maury Sterling, prepare for a gripping tale of intrigue and moral reckoning. Subscribe to The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And for an exclusive experience, join Wondery Plus to binge all episodes early and ad-free. The future of Pura awaits. The usual dulling bronze light fell through the factory as Madoc sat at his station finishing the manual construction required for neck brace after neck brace. The lightweight collars were an exclusive Katona Corporation design, 
for which they had been awarded an 8 trillion credit contract with Solcorp. Madoc made 26 credits an hour, but always was a little too simple to contemplate the math. After the machinated parts of the factory finished their unpaid portion of the work, the components made their way via conveyor belt to the hundreds of humans who snapped the pieces in place. Lastly, the completed collars were dropped into chutes located at each workstation. Hopefully, the employees of the factory would never see the devices again. They were shipped all over the solar system to be fitted onto billions of prisoners held in various Solcorp holding facilities. The collars were rigged to decapitate inmates if they accessed forbidden zones, tried escaping, or gave any resistance to the guards. Via laser, the collar cauterizes the wound at the same time it eliminates the rebellious criminal's head. Solcorp found this much tidier than the former Kitsukom design that featured explosives. Madoc was thinking about his lunch. His wife had bought a new brand of yogurt, and he hoped it was going to settle in his stomach all right. It's a stupid hat, I know. You don't have to say anything. Frink, the man seated at the next workstation, leaned over to say, unprompted. Madoc had no idea what Frink meant, till he looked over to see the foppish blue hat with purple horns and holographic googly eyes. I wasn't going to? Madoc sort of asked himself. Targeted adverts, Frink said, again injecting a non-sequitur in a completely disarming manner. Humph. <laughs> Madoc nodded and turned his attention back to the collar pieces in his hands. He'd hoped the exchange was over. I mean, I didn't mean to buy it, you know, Frink continued. Madoc did not, in fact, know. Um, no, not really, Madoc admitted. You didn't want to buy the hat? Would you? Frink asked rhetorically as he smirked. The horns dangled over his face awkwardly. Madoc looked at him clearly struck with social pain in this situation. Discomfort was his visage, but Frink barreled on as his own hands clicked together a collar that would one day sever a human skull. Fucking targeted adverts, Frink chuckled. My kid was surfing the net for some stupid cartoon character the other day, so now we get all these adverts promoting Jingo the Jangalosaur, or whatever the fuck this goofy hat is supposed to be. Oh, damn, Madoc replied, thinking maybe that was it. What else is there to say now, right? I mean, I didn't order it on purpose, but I'm constantly clearing the commercials and little click boxes on my Brightface profile, right? Frink was not going to fucking shut up. Right. Madoc sighed, a dejected little sigh. So I guess I accidentally clicked something, and here I am with a stupid Jingo hat. <laughs> Frink laughed again. He seemed to really enjoy his mistake. I mean, imagine if we accidentally ordered something horrible, one of those kid-sized sex slave robots, or, or God forbid, a hit on our wife or something. A hit on my wife? Madoc asked. He was already detached from this conversation and falling further away now. Yeah, they have assassin services on the dark web, you know, Frink said. Why would I order an assassination on my wife? Madoc asked his stomach turning now, even before having tested its fortitude against the new brand of yogurt. Fuck if I know, Frink laughed. I sure didn't want the hat. I'm taking my lunch early, Madoc stated in a measured tone. And he got up and stormed off to the cafeteria, mumbling about automated assassin services. He got the first advert right after he finished the new yogurt. He was scrolling the wall of his Brightface app, 
when an advertisement flashed at him offering discounts on murder. With a gasp, he dropped his palm device into the salad he had only half finished. It was a smiling cartoon guy in flashy red, white and blue clothes and a top hat. He danced and promised the best prices on murder for hire. You want your wife dead? No problem. We can take care of that for you, if you know what I mean. The cartoon leaned towards him, winking. Madoc startled, looked side to side to make sure no one else had seen the exchange, but of course they couldn't have. Brightface, as with most of his apps, was wired directly to his cyberbrain. No one else could see what he was seeing or hear what he was hearing. Nonetheless, he protested out loud. No, 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 no! He swiped at the hologram, which only his eyes could see, trying to delete the advert from his feed. Instead of making the thing vanish completely, the little cartoon image had changed to a menu listing his loved ones. His wife, Carrie, his son, Edgar, daughter, Alice, his mother, Vanessica. No, 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 no! Shut up, you stupid app! He yelled at the program. The cafeteria was mostly empty this early in the shift, but his outburst was attracting attention. He minimized the whole Brightface app and gathered the leftovers and trash together, disposing and recycling as he saw fit. Sauntering back towards the factory floor, he realized he was not going to be able to sit six more hours next to Frink at this point. His blood was boiling, so he decided to see the shift supervisor, Zank. Zank was a stationary but upbeat droid that was built into the clock-in room's wall. Hey boss, I'm sorry but I need to go home sick, Madoc lied to the droid as he grabbed his gut, feigning pain. He grinned sheepishly. New yogurt didn't settle well. That's okay, Madoc. You have twelve more sick days this year. I will dock you one now, the droid replied. Thanks, Zank. I'll see you tomorrow. He waved goodbye as he walked out to the parking structure. He settled in his jump car and pulled out his palm device. He needed to call Carrie and let her know he was on his way home. She doesn't like surprises. Call Carrie, he commanded his device. But instead of making a call, his bright face screen came back up and the little top hat man was back. You selected Carrie Sampson, your wife, for assassination. It smiled, a big cartoon grin that stretched so big that it made his head triple in size to contain it. The animated skull popped like a balloon before instantly reforming. Fuck no, you stupid targeted advert! He screamed at the holographic AI that was smiling back at him. Don't! Don't kill her! Which bank account would you like to pay with? The app asked him, replacing the little man with another menu, listing his financial details. Stop! Stop it, you fucking stupid automated piece of shit! He was shrieking in his parked car. The menu blipped away without explanation. The call to his wife queued up and Brightface vanished. Her link was busy. For some reason, she wasn't answering. She usually only turned her incomings off if she was asleep or in the shower. Edgar was off from kindergarten by now, and Alice wasn't old enough for school yet. Maybe she had the nanny app watching them while she caught a quick shower? Fuck, 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 fuck! He cursed himself as he started the jump car. He pulled out too fast, scraping against the vehicle next to him. He grinned, a demented grin, as he realized he'd just put a huge scratch in Frink's new car. Yeah, fuck you, Frank. I'm not even sorry. He sped out of the parking structure and into the transit tunnel towards the residential zone of New Brooklyn. 
He changed his normal driving parameters, allowing the AI that drives the car to increase speed by 20%, still within legal range, but certainly not his usual relaxed ride home. The car was pulling off at his exit when a receipt popped up next to the top hat man. Thanks for using our services. Would you take a survey for us, please? No, 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 you stupid animated fuck! He yelled as he punched through the hologram, cracking the windshield. He swiped at the app wildly, and somehow it minimized again. It would only be another 40 seconds till he was home, but he was trying to pull up his accounts anyway. There was no way that he'd just pay to have his wife killed, right? There couldn't be. As the jump car pulled into the driveway, he could hear both Alice and Edgar screaming. He rushed to the door and flung it open. The room and his children were covered in thick, dark blood. Carrie lay there, a headless corpse. They'd blown her head off like with one of the old Kitsukom neck brace models. Madoc limped past his screaming kids and his dead wife to slump onto the couch in a puddle of warm blood. He sighed and leaned back, staring up at the ceiling. If you never saw it, you'd never believe that much blood could come from a single human head. Mashed chunks of her skull were splattered everywhere. He could see why Solcorp had switched to the newer models. You've heard the stories. What did you learn? Was it enough? If you subscribe, I can show you more. Performed by Matthew Wolfe, Sanctity and targeted adverts were directed and produced by Mark Holden at the Invisible Studios West Hollywood. Dust is produced by Margaret Laney and Stephen Michael at Gunpowder and Sky. In 2072, as our world reels from climate chaos, there is one beacon of hope. Pura, a sanctuary amidst the devastation, safeguarding its inhabitants from the relentless onslaught of environmental disasters. Meet Demetria Lopez, the face of Pura's pristine image. But beneath the facade lies a chilling truth. When Demetria uncovers a secret that could shatter everything Pura stands for, she faces a choice. Loyalty or truth? Preservation or revelation? From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death comes an electrifying new series, The Last City, starring the talents of Rhea Seahorn, Jenny Tirado and Maury Sterling, prepare for a gripping tale of intrigue and moral reckoning. Subscribe to The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And for an exclusive experience, join Wondery Plus to binge all episodes early and ad-free. The future of Pura awaits. 